woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no My name is Pedro, and I am the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. Previously, the World Walkers found themselves before the presence of an ancient elemental named Narmul in hopes of saving their guide Tompkins. However, before it would help, it sought to understand them. It asked a series of questions, but it was Roberto who perhaps received the most difficult question of all. Would he join with Narmul, leave his friends behind, and sacrifice himself in order to help the waking and dreaming worlds in ways he could never imagine while chained to his body? And then some asshole cut the episode off before we could get an answer. So, let's just get to it. Here's Season 3, Episode 21, Questions and Answers, Part 2. I offer you something greater than you could ever achieve, chained to these worlds. What is it exactly? You would return to the elemental planes, you would bond with me, and I will share with you all the knowledge that I have. You could work on a higher plane to stop the suffering and end the nightmares but you would have to leave them. Would I still be able to assist them and protect them in way in other ways than just in my physical form? Like You would not have your physical form anymore. But this is your chance to do something that you could never do for them. Walking by their sides in this metal shell Do I have to decide right now? I mean, can I think it over for a little bit? Do not discuss with the rest of them, but you have until the end of this conversation. And then the vines fall apart. And you just see Roberto absolutely, I guess, would devastated be the, like, with with a weight on his shoulders. And then uh, it looks to, uh, like, it focuses on Vasa and it says if you could save just your world would you save your world and leave the rest behind bring those you care about with you to this world and start anew if I could bring all those I cared about to one world my world and save just your world my heart says yes But those I have given my heart to, those who I owe my life to, would want better actions of me. And out of respect and for the memory of them, I would choose not to. And then you can hear it almost whisper into your, uh, your ear, but you can't understand it. And then you can sense disappointment that it can't ask you something privately. And it says, you may ask another question. All of us? 
as a group come together and ask oh, him a question. Oh, shit, guys, we got a level two. <laughs> guys, can we ask Can we ask him why he doesn't like me? No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand why this world hates me so much. God, I forgot. <laughs> you had mentioned that before. To be fair, you're like a built-by-man machine, and these are like spirits of gods. <laughs> they're just like, what is this? Who is encroaching on my turf? Like, <laughs> uh, well, we already spent our good question. Uh, so we already got the answer to like, how do we purge it? And it's like, through magical mind invasion. Um, and the reason, like- I, I don't know, just so you guys know, I wasn't trying to screw you over, like... I want to be as honest as possible. Like there are different spells and like the wizard spell. Like, I mean, there's basically there's, there's more than one way to get inside someone's mind to get into their dreamscape, stuff like that. So like, it would have been very boring for me to pull up D and D beyond and start going through the different spells. There's an eighth level spell called this, and this would allow you to do this. You could cast this, like, you know what I mean? Like it was trying to let you know that there are different, it was, I don't want it to, I hope it doesn't feel like too much of a cop out answer. It's just that, any way you basically its answer was any way that you can find to get into inside a mind you could do the same thing with this and particularly had Enzo gone Horizon Walker uh one of the abilities they have is the ability to see portals and so it could have essentially seen the portal of the mind and you guys could have walked into dreams so you guys would go in and out of the dreamscape which you guys haven't had the ability to do yet i almost wonder if there's a way that we can get like, I know that they come from different minds, but it, it's almost like I wonder if we can just right off the bat when we get to a world, like, take the fight directly to the shadows. Um, I don't know. Instead of waiting for them to, like, just pick us off or whatever. Or, well, I think it's like, like Jane said, when we go to sleep, they we essentially ping. Or, like, when we interact with people, we start pinging if we're, like, in their dreams. And they, like, net find us that way, like a submarine. Um, so if we brought the fight to them, we would just bring them to the world where the shards are, which is what they want. So. Don't kind of want to ask, like, what are the nightmares afraid of? But I'd also be up for just like a story thing of like, where do the nightmares come from? How did the nightmares come to be? I like that too. The idea of where they, how they came to be. Yeah, I like insight. the origin story. Bermel's don't love that question, but he was... <laughs> I'm still up also for asking where all the shards are. Just uh, I feel like I feel like it's like going on the cheat code and being like boop 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 boop. All right, here's the levels we have to get to. I vote origin story. Origin story. Fossa origin story. Fossa. Yeah, I'd I'd be fine with the origin story. I also hope he just keeps giving us more questions so then we can all ask personal questions. Like one personal What's your question. Your favorite each. second date. Oh my god, you just totally <laughs> reminded me of a question boss is dying to ask. <laughs> oh my god. Not a good thing she can't speak to this this beastie on her own terms. Yeah, uh, Brumwilson would say, like, what are the origins of the nightmares? It seems very satisfied with this as it kind of swells up and it says, It is wise to know what you're up against, finally. Nice. Tin high-fives Ertleby since she's closest. <laughs> Do you understand existence? What? Yeah, sure. Okay, then. Ooh. And then uh, <laughs> it moves Probably on so and it says, um, says not so sure about <laughs> Next question. <laughs> to understand the nightmares, it is first important to understand the nightmares 
are not born of the dreaming. Nightmares are a perversion upon the dreaming, but nightmares are what the solitary inflict on the dreaming when they bring their pain into the dreaming. That's the first time you guys have heard the term the solitary. Clarify what solitary is? It kind of nods and it says, You are the solitary. All of you. You all exist separately, distant from each other, even the bonds of friendship and family, as you call them. You still exist on your own. You do not truly know what it means to and he kind of focuses on Roberto when it says it to be one with something to understand it to have no questions no fear or emotions to keep you separate I just feel like Narmul's like megging Roberto to join. He's like, I mean, you don't know what it's like to be joined with something like perhaps a god. (laughs) Sorry, it was trying to do the opposite. Okay. It was trying to be like, like because when Roberto unchains, he returns the elemental planes, and he's part of it all. (laughs) Yeah, like he he, Roberto in a lot of ways walks between worlds in a different way than all of you because Roberto understands existence on a different level whether he's contemplated it or not or brings that back with him is a different question but yeah when Roberto sleeps and and unchains like yeah he joins a whole different type of existence so if we just had happier lives the nightmares wouldn't exist you bring the nightmares into the dreaming due to your suffering the core of your essence, the core of all solitary. And it kind of focuses a bit more on you and it says, what needs to be said is that the suffering is the core of your essence. You rely on suffering for everything. Your lives are created from it, defined by it. Your legacies are but stories of your pain. You create the idea of heroes as if one person can accomplish anything without all others. And the hero's story is untold unless it has faced suffering. The solitary do nothing but fear suffering, but also feed from it and embrace it at every turn. And now the suffering is ready to take its place among the others like it. And so it has unleashed the nightmares across the dreaming in an attempt to wipe all those connected to it from existence. I mean, I'll be honest. I what? <laughs> I mean, so I'm, I get it. I get what you're saying. It, it, it sounds kind of like if we were in a world where literally anything you imagined um, came to become real then we create our own issues in order that we may overcome them to become heroes. In your dreams, that is true. And through this creation of negativity, so that we may potentially be heroes and overcome them, it's just been feeding and feeding into the dream world to the point where it has taken on its own, it become its own entity, and now it desires, because it was built to cause suffering, um, to now act upon its 
its essence and to unleash on us back and to evade back. Is that it, it? Says, it is important to know that the suffering existed before you. It is one of an infinite number of perspectives at the core of existence. I don't have a PhD in dream talk, so I don't... I just don't. Okay, just for me, is like the understanding, like suffering, like the emotion of suffering or the feeling of hope, maybe like another, like you could say that would be like a hive mind thought thing that exists. I'm going to ask um, Ertleby and Tin to roll intelligence checks. Oh no, we're doomed. I believe in you. I'm not his, can his stupid. belief in me give me advantage? If he says it in a certain way, if he wants to give you inspiration. I've, I've learned that like every time I mess with someone, apparently I cause problems. So I'm almost done staying in his lane. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not going to give me advantage? What do you Fine. got? What'd you roll? Um, I got me? an 11. 11? That's all on 10. It's all on Intelligence. 10. Intelligence, you said, right? Yep. <laughs> Tin, are you lucky? Tin, wow. are you lucky? No, Tin turns her Brummelstone's like, wow, it would have really helped to have had some, like, inspiring words. I got a six. Tin, you're lucky. Oh, I am. But no. Oh, right. Okay, I'm lucky. <laughs> Tin's lucky. Um, all right. Because you haven't told me yet if that does anything. So I can choose to reroll. Wait, you're lucky too, or it'll be... I, Are you trying to make me use my points? Burn my own points? I didn't remember it in time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this time I got a 19. Ooh. And Tin, Tin, like, if she could sweat, she'd be like, she's she would have, like, a headache. But she'd maybe, be like, a little bit of sweat. Bullets? She's just like, mm, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be sweating bullets. Nice. Yeah, so you would remember, actually... You've heard the term the suffering before. When you and Ertleby were in the forest, oh. uh, you were told that the hobgoblins have been driven insane by the suffering, and with no dreams they've grown vengeful. Oh. So the forest has used that term too, the suffering. Yeah. It also explained um, that it said that once the suffering was released upon the dreaming, the mortal plane's time was done. And that's why it wanted to give youth back. Mm. Because youth is when dreams are the most alive. Alright, I'm not, I'm not trying to be difficult, but I really, this is like, I'm so confused. About all of this, Tin will Tin will pass along all this message to others, hoping that they can decode <laughs> it, yeah, and understand it. I think the swamp is the same as the forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Ertleby gets from the. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that the spirits it exactly hasn't, the same. It's it it like hasn't brought up another question. It hasn't changed its focus, so it seems like it's in a dialogue with you right now. With all of us, yeah. So, so my understanding okay. would be, Romulus is going to lay it out the way he understands it, because you like Tin would express that she's confused, and so Romulus would say like, so suffering is a concept we have, but in another 
and another plane and like the astral plane. With the Maybe moment the- you said concept, the entire shape of normal sw- uh, swelled up and it said, yes, concept, one of many concepts. But it seems to be putting a, a very strong emphasis on the word concept, like not concept like here's another word in a sentence, but like title. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I, I get you. It's like a proceed. Okay. So concepts, dreaming, you know, your dreams, the aspirations that come with them, that that exist in a plane, uh, suffering exists as a plane, as a, as a people, as a, you know, like, and so we as the singular uh or the solitary tap into the concepts and make them stronger feed into them and that's when like you feel like a vine slowly come across your mouth let us explain (laughs) cool thank you thanks (laughs) and then it says what i am to tell you is something that you will tell no others in order to put you on the path, you must understand the origin of existence. Rumble just feels good that he did not answer yes so quickly on the I understand existence. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 just a Forrest Gump impression. I may not know much, but I know when somebody's making a jam. It says, um, no, but so like it kind of swells up and the skies grow darker and there becomes like the the light in the area focuses purely on the uh, on normal and the air becomes a little easier to breathe but it's almost as if if you look too high up there's no more existence and as it talks you can kind of get <sighs> here you, however you picture this is true so it's going to fill your heads with a visual it is useless for me the GM to give you that visual because the visual exists purely inside of your own perceptions however you imagine it whatever visuals you use it is true and you'll understand why in a second so it begins to talk and it's and it shares with you it says existence used to be comprised of an infinite number of perspectives everything was true all at once eventually concepts emerged and began to struggle with control they attempted to create a reality that was more focused more refined each of these concepts poured themselves into this unique reality first came understanding which allowed this reality to accept other perspectives without losing itself to the infinite then came passion which filled reality with need with love and existence was beautiful next came the concept of nature providing innate purity and unity amongst all things benevolence followed instilling an undeniable aspect of good will across this new reality order further refined perspectives creating stability and law however all of these concepts and perspectives were overpowering experienced all at once until the concept of time contributed its essence suddenly there was a previously an almost and most importantly a not yet sanctity then offered itself and life emerged sacred and eternal 
Life was passion, it was understanding, it was good and it was just. All life was natural and life could change and grow because of the passage of time. It was the closest existence has ever come to perfection. But then finally, the concept of finality came forward and with it came entropy. Order could now give way to chaos. Passion could succumb to despair. Where there was nature, there was now the unnatural. Benevolence was met with malevolence. Where time was simply progress, it was now a measurement of the finite. Sanctity could be lost through violation. Understanding could succumb to confusion. The concept of finality was overtaking all other concepts. And unable to watch their creation give way to oblivion, the seven concepts that came before poured themselves into creating a prison that would contain the eighth concept. Doing so anchored them to this reality, and while still undeniably powerful, they became irrevocably tied to this existence. They took the form of mortals, called themselves the Seven, and they hid the eighth concept's prison on a random world and explored their new lives. While they moved on, this does not mean that there weren't other concepts. In your language, what we understand is the suffering. You would call this concept torment. And this concept is fighting to join the other concepts. It was a concept that was not brought in on the formation of this reality, but it is ready to join, it is ready to either walk with or destroy all other concepts and take its place in this reality. This concept has destroyed many worlds on its path. It now seeks to destroy and destabilize everything if all worlds can suffer, then torment will become just as important as the other concepts in this existence. And so it has unleashed nightmares, it has tapped into the fears and the instability and the need for suffering that all of the solitary possess and unleashed it across the dreaming. It swept forward, it shattered stardust, and if it continues, it will take all consciousness with it. But you will need to understand that there are those of us that are not convinced that your kind needs saving. We understand that existence while different, will continue, we are not convinced that we should be involved. Because the suffering will always be here as long as you're here. And so why I, the reason that I seek to know you is because we, and when it says we, you can feel it kind of reach out across the world. We do not understand your needs. We do not understand why in all of existence your faults, your pains, everything about you seems to matter so much. 
then it kind of pulls back. Is that a question? And it kind of spreads itself out a bit and it says, uh, it was more of a pondering for my, for, for us. And then it, it thinks for a second and says, are you aware of where the shard is on this world? In the field of dreams, or the valley of dreams. Valley of the stars. Yes, that. Are you aware that where it landed, it has created paradise? The closest thing to perfection that any world has ever known. Where Lanus is experiencing new life and sensation. You are looking for this shard, and so are the nightmares. Both of you are intent on removing it. But what what we would like to know is, are you willing to accept removing it and destroying what it's built? And if so, why? I would say because either way, it sounds like it shall be removed. I would rather it be removed for the right reasons, not in the name of the spread of this concept torment. What if you could stand and fight with all of Rolanus, protect the shard, and then leave the shard? The sh- we need the shard to ultimately defeat the nightmares, because if the shard remains on this world, the nightmares are not going to stop coming. When the nightmares have been destroyed, will you bring the shard back? Would you give it back to Rolanus, or would you use it to build your island? If it were possible... The shard is not ours to decide. It does not belong to us, nor does it truly belong to this world. Its, its origins belong to that of the Dream King, and we cannot speak on his behalf. The Dream King? Kevin. Uh, yeah, I, Rumblestone might just explain who, how we know the Dream King. Mm-hmm. The you start you know, to play a little bit, and then it says, uh, the solitary that attempts to exert its will upon an existence that it did not belong to previously. Nar, Narul, you asked me just now. It, you start to sink a little bit. I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I know, I know. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> I'm so good. more of us. I think it's like Narmul, actually. Yes. But um, you asked me just now. If I could, if I could gather all my loved ones and bring them to my home world and save only one world, if I if I would, the same applies here. Shall we leave? Shall we fight as Rolanus together and leave the shard here and perhaps save Rolanus and abandon all the rest of the worlds to the overwhelming sweep of the concept, or shall we say that all the worlds are worth fighting for and worth trying to save? So And so the shard must depart with us so that we have a chance to save all the worlds, not merely one, though it is precious to your heart. And you can feel its relief. And it pulls back and it says, and you're, you're all free to move right now. Like all of you kind of rise up out of the swamp. Nice. <laughs> and it says, when you see what has been created in the shard's light, 
you need to be ready to end it. Regardless of what you find. Oh god, it's gonna be like the cutest babies and bunnies and kittens, and they're gonna be like, why? It's gonna be a bunch of puppies. I have one more question for you. For each of you. And the question is, what cost is too great for you? What are you willing to sacrifice? I mean, Tim would turn to the group and say, like, nothing, because one, I already lost, like, we all know, we all know it. I already lost, like, the thing that I don't want to lose. Um, and as we've been saying, and I think that we all can agree on, is nothing, a single thing never comes before the whole. So, above, yes. I like so. that answer. Okay, so Tin trying to maybe potentially not, she's not saying this out loud, but, you know, maybe trying to, like, win over Narmul a little bit. She would turn... And well, I know that Dromelstone's gonna be the one to translate, but she would turn. And then to right say before that. you say something, you can hear, you see Tompkins kind of wiggle, and he says, "Why can't we stay longer? I want to see more." Can, can I turn around? Can Vasa turn around yeah. and look at Tompkins? Mm-hmm. He's kind of struggling in his uh, in his sleep or whatever, and he says, uh, "Can we stop by Mashodi first? And then he kind of switches a little he kind of twitches a little bit and he says uh longer than three weeks and you can see him just kind of like wrestling and moving around ten turns back to the group real quick just i think that's the universe saying that maybe like it's hinting that we shouldn't because if we say that we would be sacrificing tompkins well then let's leave eleanor let's leave Hollum. let's Let's leave Cog, and he kind of shifts a little bit more. Vasa um, would would say something like, "What we'd be willing to sacrifice, and what we will not be willing to. We have not encountered our limits yet. Each of us here has given so much in the name of this quest to save the worlds. We will not know the answer until the very end." And that essence, the, it kind of like swells up again and as it gets ready to say something uh, you can hear Tompkins kind of wiggle again he's like it's it's called Rolanus we can write our own story here and he's kind of wiggling and sweating and Narmul looks at you and says the nightmares are deep within the mind of this one it's they are peeling back trying to learn more we can attempt to save him but there's no guarantee that we will in time. Please, any way we can aid you. It says what what is being asked of you is are you willing to risk the nightmares and the suffering and learning everything about you? And then you hear Tompkins kind of he shifts again he says it's a house, it's it's for you. It's for us. And then he kind of wiggles again, and he's sweating more. Yes. It's waiting for the rest of you, and while you're all answering, you can hear him say, well, I'll find you, no matter no matter the world. Shh. It's going to be okay. Yes. And he's shivering. And Yeah, Brimlson. Yes. And then yes. you hear him wiggle again, and he says, well, then I'll, I'll face them all, every champion, all of them, until you show me her. He's kind of wiggling and sweating more. 
Ten. Does anybody want to make any intelligence checks? I'll try. Why not? Or it could be insight. You'll get a different answer. Ooh, ooh, insight, insight. I'll do insight. Well, I, I got a 21 for intelligence. I got a 20. I used insight. Okay, cool. So we have both sides of it then. Yeah, those who rolled intelligence, you can obviously figure out, like, he's seems like he's just repeating things. He's just saying things over and over again. He's like things are just kind of falling out of his mouth. But it's it's Vasa that kind of focuses on him a second and realizes she's heard him say some of these things before. And the first thing that he said is we can't stay here any longer. I want to, can we stay? Why can't we stay longer? I want to see more. And can we stop by Mashodi first? He said those when he was a kid. Then the next thing he said was longer than three weeks, but he thought about it. And that's what he said to you, Vasa, when you met him when he was older. And now he's talking about Cog and leaving Cog. And now he's talking about Rolanus. And you guys figure out the nightmares are peeling through his head chronologically <laughs> with your intelligence role you learn one more thing and here's where the temptation comes in he started talking about obrimos then he talked about cog now he's talking about Rolanus. he's talking about where the shards are if you let him go you deduce you may learn where to go but so with the nightmares. Yeah. But you're not even sure if you can save him. So the temptation that enters your heart at this moment is... He's about to say some stuff. <laughs> and... No, just... No, yeah, let's just dive in and save him. him. Right I think Tin's the, yeah. only, Tin's the only person that hasn't said yes yet. Correct. No, uh, yeah, let's save him. Once you've all said yes, uh, the normal kind of swells up again. And then it dives into the water, and you watch as vines explode all around Tompkins and kind of wrap around him. Who's holding him? Almost on probably still. And the vines are trying to take him. Do you let him go? Yeah. So the vines rip him out of your arms and kind of bring him into the sky, like high up, like, like 20 feet high, right? The last thing he says before he gets plunged deep into the waters is I'm actually from here I just haven't been here for a long time and then it's he sounds like he says like as he's going down he's like yeah Hobbs and then he just gets plummeted into the water right and you watch as the bubbles just explode from underneath and you can feel the thrashing under the waters and everything and then it becomes silent there's no movement from the waters. And then the waters burst open and being lifted by the vines is a coughing Tompkins whose eyes are slowly starting to open. Yeah. The, the inky tendrils have been completely removed from him. The swamp is starting to swell with darkness and you can watch as the tendrils and the kind of like nightmarish fluid start to seep into the swamp and reach into the trees and then the water explodes again and normal rises once more but it's infested oh boy 
with oh nightmares. Time to leave. Oh, Time to leave. Time to leave. Time Let's to get Tompkins. Let's get out. Let's get Tompkins. Let's go. <laughs> it struggles and it says, I don't know if I've saved him, but I gave him the best shot. And then, yeah, the vines disperse and Tompkins falls. Yeah, someone's gay. I was just waiting for someone to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so he crashes into Voss's arms and he kind of looks up and it doesn't look like he really recognizes where he is yet. Vasa slaps him across the knees. He's like, Get up, Tonkin. It's time to go. And, um, well, before you do that, like, like, as he falls into your arms, he does look up at you and he says, Then I'll build a city that we can all live in. Don't worry, Patch. I'm an architect. And then you slap him. Yeah, to wake him up even harder. Like, he's still dreaming. Need a... And, yeah, he's, you slap him really hard. And he kind of... Sh- he kind of, like, shakes his face a little bit. And he looks at you. And he's... Maybe he recognizes you. But he looks at you all. And he says, Hi. How, how can I help you? Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah. I I am. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm Tompkins. That's right, we're going. And then he, like, sits straight up, and he looks terrified. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And you guys start running. You start running through the swamps, and uh, as you're running, you can hear Narmal shout after you. It says, there are more here. Dream hunters. Beware. And then you can hear it just fight with the nightmares. It slashes around. It starts slamming itself into trees, fighting itself, and this darkness... This darkness seeps into the trees, and then the darkness, the, the inky tendrils, start to race along the surface of the swamp as they charge at you. Oh boy. Are you oh still boy. running? Is there anything we can do to help them? I mean, you want to fight water? Fuck! No. Oh, I run have ice? as fast as we can. Damn it! As you're charging forward, uh, Tompkins is kind of looking around. He's, he's aware, but he's still saying things. He's, he's not completely here yet, and he's like, the the tree is shattered so he wants me to build you a building he just looks really confused as you keep running and keep running and then um these tendrils burst out of the tree you can see the bark split as they all latch into Tompkins one more time and they kind of hold you guys in place for a split second and he shakes and he, he says no no no, not them. And he kind of looks at you all and he says, You can see me, but not my friends. And he just starts to rip the tendrils out of his arms. And he's when he does, he's like pulling them out of his skin. So he's leaving like kind of rips in his skin. And then he kind of like passes out one last time, but he's not in a cold sweat or anything. He just... He rips the last of the nightmares out just as uh, they started to try to take them one last time out of the trees. And you guys take off running. What are you doing? Can can Ertlebee uh, start a moonbeam that kind of just like swings back and forth? Like she can just swing it on anything she wants? Mm-hmm. All right, so she's going to be swinging a moonbeam around them. Yep, so you're rushing forward, and you're not losing any speed. You're just you're rushing forward, rushing forward. The trees starting to get thicker and thicker, but you're still rushing forward. And you watch as Ertlebee kind of, like, focuses and then t- throws her hand back behind her. And you, you hear the crash of a moonbeam splash into the water. 
and then you can hear like these inky tendrils just just be like begin to rip apart as she kind of just starts sending this beam through the tendrils as they try to get closer to you and she's buying you a little bit more time you guys are getting a little bit further ahead does anybody want to do anything else i have a scroll of fireball can i cast that <laughs> you can cast it on the way yep so you whip out the scroll you quickly read from it and then you kind of like crumble it up and throw it in the air and it ignites and the fireball flies backwards and crashes into the trees blows apart a number of trees and you can hear the tendrils almost scream and pull back even more and you guys have even more time to go um roberto tin or vasa you guys can do so you don't have to but if you have any ideas you can throw them out right now and there's one last reach for roberto deep inside the core of your very existence you're given one last chance to take up the offer With that, you can feel the swamp die. The essence of the swamp disperses. It was reaching out the last of its strength. with, And you can feel it kind of pull back. Ertleby, you can feel this too in a different way. Like, Roberto can feel the core of it shatter as it begins to erode <laughs> from this world. Ertleby, you can simply feel the swamp begin to die. So you're all rushing forward. That weight is is resting heavily on Roberto's shoulders. And you get into the thickness of the swamp. The trees are all pulling back and dying. Um, nightmare strands are beginning to wrap around them and take them more fully. The swamp is taking less and less the shape of marshlands. And more and more, the it almost has like a, a twisted dream-like atmosphere as the trees twist and turn and become ever more frightening. The sky begins to fade away more and it's just darkness. The stars are dead in the sky. And up ahead are a number of shadowy figures that kind of pull themselves off of the trees, pull themselves out of any shadow in the area. And when they do, their hands drop and they're humanoid in form. This is whatever they are you've never seen something like this before their hands kind of drop and then they extend and the hands grow two or three times larger than normal and wicked curved blades come out of their fingers and they seem hooded with long cloaks but there's no definition it's all shadow Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 21, Questions and Answers, Part 2. If you're part of the Hero Tier on our Patreon, join us Thursday night, August 23rd, for an episode of World Talkers, where we'll be talking about the revelations and fallouts of these last two episodes. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and an especially huge thank you to our newest patrons, Christopher Nitkin and Jared Madura. Welcome. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at Incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. 
Uh, so it's not too boring, is it? I was worried that I'd be talking too much in this episode. No, no. Okay, I think cool. it's. I think more, it's. I think it's more interesting. terrifying than any fight. Dude, like, <laughs> at, no, these are hard questions. <laughs> like, bummed, I feel like I keep getting everything wrong. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> nope. No, no. Well, I I will tell you that I um I um. What was it? I was talking to Willow, and Willow's like, Dad, you can tell me a story? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you about the story about tonight, if you want to hear it. And she's like, yeah. So I told her everything was going to happen, and I got to this part, and um, I said, they have to answer these questions. And if they don't um, answer them the way that the creature wants them to, um, they will sink into the swamp. And she's like, and then what? And I said, well, then they would die. And she's like, oh, and my wife was walking by. She's like, what? What did you say? <laughs> and I said, yeah, if they answer the questions wrong, they have so many times to answer the questions. And then if they don't, if they don't do it right, then they would just like sink in and die. And she's like, all of them? I'm like, yeah. I mean, hopefully they wouldn't all fail. I think they'd start getting it if one of them died. And she's like, are we taking bathroom breaks or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then I'll be back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad like, I came back and everyone left. She's like, moment. die? And I was like, yeah. She's like, so the whole thing could end tonight. And I'm like, no, I think that if some, once somebody dies, like the rest of them, like, okay, somebody. let's figure this out. Let's, okay, whole shit. And she's like, oh my God, why do you do this to them? And I was like, they don't know. Like, they don't, like, unless someone dies, they won't know. I'm pretty sure we all know. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm pretty sure the moment we stepped to our ankles, we all kind of knew. Okay. I didn't know. I was like, I don't think they'll be too worried. Yeah, I was like, there's, there's no way to win this fight. <laughs> so it really is just answer the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I have the stats just in the, case, but. No, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> what did um that person that recorded a message that had like the World Walker sign? What were they oh, saying? So like it... she had like so she had oh yeah she was amazing. She had shown up and she was like, is there is there World Walker's merch? And I was like, oh my god, That's so crazy. I know. I was like, yes. oh my god, no, because and I, I said I was like I honestly never expected anyone else. She's like, yeah, I listen to you guys. I love you guys. I think you're <sighs> so funny. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah. And I, I'm just I'm such a Vasa fan. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and then um and then I was like I was like oh my god nobody's gonna believe this. So I, like I made her hold the sign that I like screw scribbled down and then I was um I did like a phone interview I was, I was like what do you think of World Walkers and she's like I think it's really funny and super hilarious and I think everybody should listen to it and just basically a la la spiel but Aww. I forgot that I had my square thing plugged into the audio yeah, jack yeah. Oh, so it was no. just like recording nothing <laughs> but yeah she was super That's cool, so cool. Oh, and I was like gosh. really happy I was like oh man if I only had I something. freaked out I showed Jess I was like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> So that was cool. So the forest has used that term too, the suffering. Wait a second. Is the swamp just the forest in disguise? No, like, no. Like, is the forest trying to get close to us? It pulls off us? a mask. It's like, ah. Gotcha, guys. Happy birthday. Oh, the is nothing <laughs> like <laughs> the forest. <laughs> and just wanted to make sure you two know, Swamp has nothing to do with the forest. Yeah. It also explained um, that it said that once the suffering was released upon the dreaming, 